Practical Prepping Podcast. We're helping everyday people become prepared for whatever emergencies come our way. Where gear is good, but knowledge is better, because the more you know, the less you have to carry. We're your hosts, Mark and Krista Lawley. Hey everybody, and thank you for tuning in to the Practical Prepping Podcast. I'm here with Mark this evening, and we are very happy and delighted to tell you that our sponsor is the ProLine Digital Group, formerly known as ProLine Designs. ProLine Digital Group now encompasses your web hosting, your app design, lead generation, and we'll get into some of that sponsorship detail a little bit later. Tonight we're going to talk about a couple of human qualities that just don't belong with preppers, and that is fear and complacency. If someone is loaded with either one of those two things, or both, you find that they have absolutely no success as a prepper, and they have a very difficult time making it when emergencies happen. There's the normal course of business. And not just during prepping activities or SHTF, but just in life. There are so many people that are so afraid right now of so many things that are going on or in their own mind, and fear and anxiety as well is just an unpleasant or a disturbing emotion and it's in response to a perceived or a real danger or threat so it doesn't have to be a real event a real thing a real threat well that's why they have phobias exactly people can be very very frightened and their their fear is real but a lot of the things that they try to articulate may turn out to not be real at all. Well, a good example of this is a kid that's afraid of the monsters under the bed. Right. In his mind, they're just as real as real can be, but there are no monsters under there. Zig Ziglar said that fear is false evidence appearing real. Oh, I see. That's like an acronym. Exactly. Sometimes, you know, it just looks like it's real when it's really not. And we don't want to minimize the fact that there are some things out there that you really can be fearful of or fearful about. There are some real threats out there. There There's some real issues out there. We're not minimizing that. But we're saying that a lot of times people can become so consumed with fear that it causes them to be almost paralyzed. They go into an inaction or they go into a state of being where they take no responsibilities for any decisions they make. They want to put the responsibilities of decisions onto someone else because they're fearful of making the wrong decision. Therefore, they can blame someone else if it doesn't work out. Yeah, and not all fear is bad. No, fear is actually a healthy response. You're working outside, you look down, and there's a snake at your foot. It's time to do your Three Stooges imitation and get out of there backwards. Yeah, just get out of there. That is where the fight or flight kicks in, and that's time to fly. But we don't have to go through life being afraid. No, fear doesn't have to be the leading edge of our personality. Yeah, and there are people today that are afraid to go out of the house because of COVID. There are folks that are afraid to do just about anything. They really, it's, they, they really are. It's it, legitimized a lot of their, their fears. Per, perception of fear to whatever is real or the things that are not real. Yeah, and you know, the Bible says, do not fear or fear not 365 times. Hmm. I think that number is significant. Coincidence? That's one per day. Right. One per day that says, do not fear. Folks, we do not have to be afraid. But, you know, when we do have fear, 
there's some physiological changes that come about. We can have those sweaty palms. We can have that dry mouth. We can even have shivers or shaking. And some people, as you mentioned, become paralyzed by that fear. Literally, the deer in the headlights. They get frozen in their fear. Frozen in their fear. Some can become very aggressive. Mm -hmm. I've actually seen that where out of fear, someone takes a, a punch at somebody's face. Yeah. And there are mental changes that come along with it. Now, usually it is a negative emotion. But as we mentioned a moment ago, it can mobilize us to cope with something or motivate us to action. Certainly. A tornado warning. It doesn't cause us fear, but it causes us to take shelter. Well, it does heighten our senses. It, it does. For that. And, you know, a tornado can be a fearful prospect. We've, mm-hmm. we've certainly seen and experienced what tornadoes can do. We, we know that only so well. A smoke detector going off in the middle of the night, that's going to cause you to have some fear that there's smoke in the house, meaning there's a fire somewhere. So there It'll are cause cert- you to take action. Well, right. That it, fear needs to be something that prompts you to take an action if it's a realistic and authentic, genuine event, something mm-hmm. for which you do need to take healthy action. Now, for years, I've kind of had a fear of not being able to feed or care for our family and something happens and that fear moves us to be involved in prepping. Certainly. I mean, some of our aim is to put ourselves in a position where we are not going to resort to a panic situation if we find that we are not permitted to leave our home or if we find that when we do leave our home and we go to the big box stores or the grocery stores that the shelves are empty, causing alarm to those that are unprepared. But all we would do is come back home and just rely on the storage and the preps that we have already put aside Mm -hmm. because we have addressed what your concern is about not having food, not having heat, not having batteries, not have, we have become preppers. We've built that lights out kit. We have those flashlights. We have those LED lanterns. We have headlamps. We do have candles. We have lots of extra batteries. We have plans for staying warm. We have our auxiliary heat. We have a fireplace if we need it, but we do have some wood stored, even though we don't use it every day. We have extra blankets. We could even put sleeping bags in the bed if we had to. And we've even planned for multiple ways to prepare food. If we don't have electricity in our stove, we have a grill. We have a camp stove. We have a fire pit. We can find a way to Mm -hmm. cook food. We'll go cook outside on an open fire if we have to. Absolutely. Now, these come about from things that we have seen going to disasters, going after hurricanes, going after tornadoes. And we've seen people that have not had these things available to them at that time. So I don't mean that we are afraid, but there's that healthy fear that comes into play. Now let's take a short break for our sponsor and we'll be back in just a moment. It's a brand new year. It's 2022 and Proline Designs is now known as Proline Digital Group. They incorporate apps, designs, marketing, and web services all under one umbrella. For instance, Proline Apps is available. If you have a business, a church group, or an organization that needs an app developed, you can talk to Proline Digital Group. 
ProLine Designs also designs logos for your company. For example, are you starting a podcast and you need artwork? ProLine Designs in the ProLine Digital Group can build, maintain, and host your website. And thirdly, the ProLine Digital Marketing Services gives you lead generation, which is more leads for your product or service. Are you a landscaper, a painter, a roofer, a builder, a real estate agent? Whatever you are, if you need digital marketing, artwork design, or apps, check out ProLine Designs. Check them out at www.prolinedesigns.us. We'll link it in our website and in the show notes. The next big quality we want to address is complacency. And I actually think that I see more of this than I do fear. And I want to say that complacency is the sense that you're just unaware of the dangers or unaware of a situation, or even worse, that you really don't care, that you don't have a sense that it bothers you at all. People have become very complacent. They rely on a grocery store always being well stocked with food. They rely on an automobile or a vehicle or public transportation to get them where they need to go. They rely on someone else to take care of them should they need it. And this sense of complacency is very, very dangerous in a sense because you can complacent yourself right into having absolutely nothing and no one to rely on, not even yourself. And preppers, you know, we've been prepping for a long time and folks say, but nothing ever happens. This is where a lot of people that want to ride out hurricanes, here their, here's their excuse. Well, I've lived here 45 years and I've been through every hurricane there's been in 45 years and I'm just fine. So sadly, some of them, and that's their famous last words. And then the big one comes the through. The big one. But things have happened, and you mentioned the hurricane, and that can be a month-long recovery, Mm -hmm. if not a year. Tornadoes, tornado recovery can go days, weeks, months, and you can be without power for weeks or even a month or more after tornadoes. Lockdowns, lockdowns have happened. We've seen shortages. Mm -hmm. We've seen job loss, layoffs. We've seen reduction in workforces. You know, they closed down some factories all over the world because of COVID. They were shut down for months, and reactivating them has been very, very painstaking and has caused a big supply chain problem. And I read this morning on Forward Observer that China is having another lockdown right now, and one of the major things that they're locking down is a computer chip manufacturer. Is it for the cars? I don't know what the, or just computers in general. It's, it's computer yeah. chips that are being mm. affected, and so we can look for more shortages in that area as well. But what can we do? What can we do about this? Well, like you said before about fear, we can choose to live in fear or we can choose to not live in fear. For example, in the Bible, it teaches about being prepared. In Deuteronomy, it says, He, meaning the Lord, will never leave or forsake you. So do not be afraid and do not be discouraged. Jesus said, Fear not, I am with you. So the Bible teaches us about being prepared, not only spiritually, but it also teaches us about being prepared. I mean, remember the example of Joseph? In Egypt, when he had been bound into slavery and he went through tremendous and terrible situations, but he rose to become second only to Pharaoh himself. And he guided that nation into preparing for an upcoming famine. 
So not only did he actually help to put aside food for the nation of Egypt, he was able to feed the known world at that time. Mm -hmm. So that's major prep right there. And not only does the Bible teach being prepared, common sense teaches being prepared. Well, my dad used to say common sense is not common. Well, I can understand that. You know, our grandparents taught being prepared as well. But they just called it life. Yeah, you know, we talked about that on a previous podcast about they didn't use the word prepper, but they definitely lived like that because they had to be their own doctor, their own mechanic, their own food supply, in some cases their own educator. They had to just really, you know, live each day depending on themselves. And Mm -hmm. they had to do that by putting up food and growing food and reusing clothing, passing it down, making their own, mending their own clothes and being a mechanic, all the types of things that you have to do to just live your life. And that lifestyle caused them not to be afraid. They knew that they were prepared for the winter that was to come. They had a lot of skill sets, too. Now, we need to take care that we don't become complacent. Right. You know, it bugs me to hear people say, well, that's never happened to me before, as if to say, it'll never happen to me now. We know that things will certainly happen. I mean, listeners, come on. Look back on your own life and think back on the things that have happened to you that you never possibly ever thought could possibly happen, and they happened well. What did that teach us? It teaches us that things happen. Yeah, and some things that we know will certainly happen, whether they happen to us or not, but we know we're going to have tornadoes. We know we're going to have hurricanes, wildfires, volcanic eruptions, ice and snowstorms. You know, and other things are going to happen to people, too, like losing a job or having an extended illness, maybe an injury that lays you up and off of work for a while, or maybe an economic downturn. You know, a lot of companies just closed up. A lot of people didn't just get a temporary shutdown. They got a pink slip. Yeah, they wound up because they were unable to continue with the loss of the income that they had mm-hmm. with the shutdowns. A lot of mom and, and pop shops. No, and, and, and I had a friend who lost his business for that very reason. We've also, during this past couple of years, we've experienced lockdowns and supply shortages. So we don't need to get complacent. We need to make sure that we don't do that. We need to not slack off on storing our food and supplies. And one of the reasons is that tough times could be coming our way. We're starting to see some predictions of forecasters out there that look at the economic fields and the employment and a lot of the things that affect different nations. And we're finding that there's some drought conditions that are affecting some winter wheat crops here in America. Yeah, I saw that uh, yesterday in Forward Observer. And that brings about higher prices and possibly shortages. And one of the things that I also saw in there that I found interesting is that hog production is already down 4%. Well, that's going to immediately impact the supply and demand there. Yeah, and we saw bacon rise in price. Well, not just bacon, but all pork products. It's going to go up some more because the first of the year, California's new animal production law went into effect, and that's going to diminish the production even more and cause more shortages and more price increases. I mean, that's just a natural rule of economics. That's that's not necessarily a political issue. That's just a simple economic issue. And so this is where preppers can really rise because 
we began to see and hear and listen to and pay attention to some of these forecasts and take action as we can. And I'm not making that a political statement, but what I'm saying is that a new policy went in that's going to affect the production even more, Mm -hmm. and the lack of production is going to affect prices even more as well as seeing the rising inflation that we're seeing. Yeah, inflation really ramped up very rapidly last year. Uh, we, we saw it go really quickly. And I think that we may see inflation continue to rise to a certain extent. Looking at the way the world seems to be headed, it could get worse. Yeah, and again, we're not trying to generate new fears. We're trying to just speak plainly using real talk. And call you to action to store food, to make preparations, to be aware of these things, not to be complacent. Well, you know, all of our lives we have been shown commercials of third world countries all around this globe who have been experiencing famines and droughts and shortages and political unrest and many, many other issues that have caused their people of their nations to become very needy for shelter and food and those types of things. So what we're speaking about really isn't new. But it's not been on a lot of young people's radar. If you talk to someone in America that's, say, 20 years old or younger, a lot of them don't have their finger on the pulse of what's happening globally. They're they're pretty micro-focused on their own little situation, and they're, a lot of them are not quite as aware. Now, I'm not speaking about every 20-year-old. No, but very few have... Uh, that mindset they don't see past their cell phone and very few have had that mindset in the past Mm -hmm. but you know you said it's not a new issue you know the bible prophesies famines and wars yeah and we're experiencing global food shortages we're seeing famines in parts of the world and we're certainly hearing rumors of war with taiwan and china and with the Russian situation, so there's rumors there. Mm-hmm. And, you know, some some say that the prepping community peddles fear and despair. And quite honestly, some do. Some do it for the shock factor. Yeah. But most promote calmness, confidence, and encouragement. That's what we want to do. And being prepared relieves that anxiety and fear. And that being prepared instills calmness and comfort. You know, we had a weather situation. This this weekend here in North Alabama has been so bizarre. We were running the air conditioners Friday and Saturday. And then Sunday night, we got five inches of snow. And and sub-freezing, we're in the 20s temperature-wise. But we looked at each other and said, you know, we're good. Yeah, we not only were we running the air conditioner, but our NOAA weather radio went off, and we had tornado warnings, oh, yeah. and we had tornadoes come through the county, and one of those just a couple of miles from our house that did quite a bit of damage, and a couple of others up in the northern part of the county. And so we have had an interesting weekend. We've had like a whole year's worth of weather in three days. Yeah. If you don't like Alabama weather, wait a minute, it'll change. But in a weather situation or a power outage, which this particular weekend we did not experience, but even if we had, we were prepared for that because we have a generator now. And we do have friends that 
experienced power outages yes, through this. We did. And not just in the North Alabama area. There were mm-hmm. areas, their friends in central Alabama that had power outages. And I know as this storm moved further up, there are other folks that are having power outages as well. Yes, I heard from some of my Tennessee contacts and my North Carolina ones and my Virginia saw a lot of this winter storm as it made its way up. And there was a variety of responses. Some of our friends are prepped and ready like we are, and some of them are not. And so it was interesting on social media to see the different responses to the power outages throughout the country today. And some were crying doom and gloom and others were like, hey, we're good, we're fine. And so that's where we want to be and that's where we are. We don't want to worry about how we will eat food or how we will stay warm or is the roof going to hold over our head. Being a prepper has brought us a lot of calmness and confidence. And it's encouraging to know that we can stand through most things that might come our way. So that's our purpose, is we want you to be ready. We want to be ready. We need everyone to be ready. And we need to be ready physically, emotionally, and spiritually. Now, we've just turned a new year, and a new year brings new opportunities. And it's time to turn the page forget about what's in the past, and meet 2022 head on. So we do need to continue our prepping efforts. That means take inventory of your food and water storage. Do you need to add more? Do you need to start rotating some foods out? As we're going through inflation, we're seeing the prices are going to rise and fall. It might be a good time to rely on some of your preps and kind of, as I call it, eat through your prepper pantry Mm -hmm. because you can go and restore it again in a few more weeks or months. You also need to check your physical health and fitness. This is one that we talked about as we were driving this past weekend, is that we need to focus on our health and our physical fitness. Do you need to lose the holiday 10 pounds? Do you need to get physically fit? need to get off the couch, get out of the chair, get active, get moving, start walking, and do a little exercise. That's great advice. It's easy to hear and hard to do, (laughs) be honest with you. I mean, I need a lot of motivation to exercise, but I do also work a very active job, and you do too, and so that does help. And I'm not brave enough to use the carrot and the stick with you either. (laughs) Not with a six-foot redhead. But we also need to check our mental and our emotional health. And if I used a stick and a carrot, that would definitely indicate that I had a mental problem there. Oh, dear. But as we're looking at mental and emotional health, is depression a problem? Is anxiety and fear a problem? You know, help is available. So Mm -hmm. if you see that in yourself or if you can intervene on behalf of a loved one, Talk with them. Help them talk to a doctor, a pastor, a counselor. Help is available. It's all around us. Get help if you need it. Well, how about your spiritual health? Do you know the one who gives eternal life? Do you have a personal relationship with Jesus Christ? You know, preppers such as us prepare for things before they occur. After you have passed away, The time has now ended for you to be able to decide what are you going to do with Jesus. We need to be prepared. We're all going to die at some point. We've got to prepare for that, but we don't have to live in fear. We can settle the question of our relationship with Christ as our Savior. We can't be complacent. Now is the time to prepare. 
And we'll see you next time. You can reach us on Facebook at Practical Prepping. You can email us at info at practicalprepping.info. And our website is practicalprepping.info. And remember, stuff happens. Stay prepared.